How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Use Guys in That Podcast. Uh, yeah, not the video just yet. Not Sorry, yet. it auto it started auto playing. Uh, this show is brought to you by AgorasNexus.com, the premier response to Use Guys in That Podcast, of course, Vandalay Industries. Thank you very much. So, um, I hope you enjoyed the last uh, the last episode, which was the first installment that we did of separatist movements across the world. Kind of started in North America. We're still going to be in North America tonight. Probably not going to get out of the United States tonight. There's a lot of information. Again, if I miss anything, please feel free to reach out and let us know. Um, you know, if there's, and I, again, I don't want to hear about your Uncle Frank that's in the woods in Wyoming that started his own country and is issuing paper currency in the form of like IOUs. I'm not talking about that kind of separatist movement. Your Uncle Frank needs to be committed or left alone at the very most, but he's not, that's not a separatist movement, okay? Um, we're talking about something that's a little bit larger, larger movement, if you will. Um, with that being the case, before I give you more of the same, for we give you more of the same, we have something that we would like to brighten your spirits with. Angel's going to share this. I am. This is going to be, you're going to enjoy this. And if you don't enjoy this sort of thing, I feel bad for you, son, because I got 99 problems, but this video ain't one. But before um, I share it, I'm just going to say, please check out the bit shoot. Yeah. I've almost forgot about that. If I shared it on the Facebook if you haven't, please do so. Subscribe to the BitChute. That's what the videos are going to be. Um, we're not touching YouTube for the foreseeable future because of the communism. We have 10 more days. Uh, we're not messing with it. You know what I mean? We're not. They, they, they got a hard-on for us, and we, we, don't, we, we, we do not consent to that activity. Um, getting, uh, you know, uh, rammed by the YouTube. So, with that being said, let's check out this video, and you're going to enjoy it. Council, I, like all of you, I'm certain, always wanted to be a prince. But America has no royalty other than Oprah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My intrigue extended across the pond to all those legends residing in Buckingham Palace. And I was over the moon when I learned that Meghan Markle would be joining their squad. I was so stoked to see the royal family finally embrace an American with open arms. Mm. Or so I desperately wanted to believe. I recently crushed the new Netflix series, Harry and Meghan, and I am so pissed. <laughs> they did M and H so dirty. We as Americans need to stand up for our own. Meghan Markle is intelligent, beautiful, and a bastion of unity. She is the best of us. <laughs> Her character in Suits, Rachel Zane, showed that with grit and hard work, you too can rise to the top of Spectre Lit. She is a strong warm, inviting message to all of the world mm -hmm. as to what can exist in America. That is why I am proposing that, like New York, the West Coast has a Statue of Liberty, a signal to the world that we are welcoming of all, mm. and that West Coast Statue of Liberty be based on Meghan Markle. <laughs> oh, God. Very easy to picture because we have a picture. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, wait. We're not done yet. Okay. We're not done. You just Thank when you, you. That's our last speaker, Mr. Mayor. No, no. Oh, oh. We thought you didn't want to go. Sorry. Go ahead. This is JT Park. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sorry for interjecting like that. I just wanted to make sure that the council saw me be here in support of my dog Chad Kroger and of our <laughs> friend that we've never met, Meghan Markle, and to show my support for her. I wanted to sing a song from my favorite film from 1998, Mulan. Look at me. Oh, Jesus. You may think you see who I really am, <laughs> but you'll never know me every day. It's as if I play a part. Now I see. If I wear a mask, I can fool the world, mm -hmm. but I cannot fool my heart. Who oh, God. is the girl I see <laughs> staring straight back at me? When will my reflection show? Who I am inside. Stay strong, Megan. We love you. <laughs> Bravo. Right. 
<laughs> um, JT Parr and Chad Kroger uh, once again delivering nothing Chad but the Kroger. best. Chad Kroger, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm going to try to get them on the show. I don't know how well that's going to work out for us, but um, we'll see. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> There's some wild stuff happening out there. So, you know, Meghan Markle getting the support from Chad Kroger and JT Parr. Um, you know, if you don't, if you're taking this in with the audio, uh, I recommend checking out the video on the BitChute because uh, you can see, you know, the, the lovely song that Chad, uh, you know, or excuse me, JT sang for uh, uh, Meghan Markle. So, and proud we are of all of them. So, with that being said, um, like I said, we did a special, it's not a special, it's a series. I don't want to call it a special uh, because all of this is special. But uh, we did a series and we started a series on separatist movements. And if you did not catch the last episode, I recommend it. It doesn't need to be listened to or enjoyed uh, sequentially. It can be, you can pick up wherever you want to. But if you want to start at the beginning, that's fine. Again, we're working our way from continent to continent talking about separatist movements across the globe. And we started with Cascadia, which is in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and then we moved on to the East Coast of Canada, where you're talking about um, the FLQ, uh, the Quebec Liberation Movement, uh, the Marxist uh, left-wing nationalist group. They were throwing the some heat. Throwing some heat. Um, it was good, though. I hope that uh, you enjoyed it. Uh, those of you that I spoke to uh, told me that you did enjoy it. Um, and again, I, uh, I I hope that you I hope that you liked it. So, with that being said, I'm ready to move on to the next part of this, and we're going to get uh, the opinions of several. You know, the people that are here, our friends, our my dearest friends, what they think of these things. Um, and unfortunately, this next one. There's someone who I'm a huge fan of that, unfortunately, was for better or for worse, depending on your perspective, uh, that was originally associated with this uh, with a group. Now, when it comes to the United States of America, there's a lot of different um, separatist movements. In fact, there's one in Ohio that wants to see Ohio secede from the union and become its own independent uh, state. Uh, I am not affiliated with those people as much as I enjoy living in this part of the world. Mm -hmm. I don't affiliate with any of these groups. Um, not interested, but I do find it amusing. There are uh, Native American movements in this country that are looking to uh, completely destroy these, and, and rightfully so, the treaties that the federal government, quote, negotiated with them. They want to get rid of them and, and, and you know, declare them null and void and uh, assert their complete and total independence from the United States of America. Because I believe now, Angel, you know a little bit more about Native Americans than I do. But they do have sovereignty over their territory, but the federal government still like oversees that. Right? They they can't negotiate treaties, just like states can't negotiate treaties. They kind you know they're kind of left alone, but they're still part of. They're like the extended family, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, yeah, you're out there, you live out there, but you're still part of the gang, uh, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, there's. They're like the Lakota people. They have they have their own particular secessionist movement, their own separatist movement that they want to declare themselves, um, uh, you know, or want to be sovereign. And um, proud we are of all of them. Uh, we wish them well. We wish them the best. But right now we're going to talk about a couple of movements today that are pretty interesting. And like I said, the next one, I'm going to try to get this individual on the show at least to you know, this person I have a high amount of respect for. I know a lot of you already know who he is. Um, he's fantastic. I've, I've been told that he is a failed podcaster. Uh, but um, that's what Michael Malice says about him anyway. But anyway, so some of the groups that we have in the United States, unfortunately, are explicitly racist. One of the groups that we're going to talk about tonight are just not the way you think. Uh, most definitely are explicitly racist. One of these has evolved into a more racist organization uh one of which was declared by the splc the southern, po southern poverty law center as being a hate group that doesn't mean anything at least to me because the splc is kind of trash um not a fan of them at all uh just like the anti-defamation league not my sort of thing um I, again 
I think people should be able to affiliate with whatever group they want. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you want to hang out with these people who are a bunch of, you know, jerk offs, then that's your being, that's your jerk off time. You spend it with other jerk offs. That's fine. And I'm not saying that any of these people are jerk offs, but in the end, there are quite a few groups out there. Like, I remember once we talked about Angel, I think it was off the air, like a different like uh, white supremacist groups that we have in this country, specifically Atomwaffen. Uh, that's both in Germany and the United States. One tried to care, like the U.S. branch, they tried to go after a nuclear power plant in Florida. Um, there's, there's, but there's some wacky shit. I wouldn't necessarily, the reason why I don't think I'm going to talk about them in the context of what we're going to discuss here is because they're not so much separatists. They kind of want to take over the government and probably reopen the camps. Okay. Not, not, not something that any of us here on this show. I mean, again, I don't want to be affiliated with anybody, but definitely not that sort of thing. Not, not my cup of tea. So let's get started today with installment number two of separatist movements here on the Use Guys in That Podcast. So here we go. First and foremost, uh, neo-Confederates. Now, for those of you that are on Twitter, you already know what this term is because for whatever reason, libertarian circles and these folks kind of overlap in some places in those dark corners. Um, I see it. uh, There's people that kind of hang out with both communities Uh, There is a loose connection, and that's the individual that we're going to be talking about specifically in this case, Um, you know, advocating for the secession of the former Confederate States of America. For those of you that are not from here, or if you are from here and have been living under a rock and haven't had this, you know, shoved right down your throat since, since minute one, we had a civil war in this country from 1861 to 1865 between the northern industrial states and the southern states. Now, again, we had Sal the Agorist on here, and uh, he talked to us about you know the the revisionist side of history, and a lot of these folks take it a little bit further than that. While Sal was discussing you know truth about the nature of the Civil War, first and foremost being Lincoln wanting to keep the Union together, that he wasn't this altruistic noble guy who loved everybody. He had an opinion of African Americans, and it wasn't that great. Um, so we don't think that he's the greatest guy ever, that's for sure. But it, I don't know if anybody's heard of this group called the League of the South. Angel, have you heard of the League of the South? No. Okay. Christopher, you've heard of the League of the South? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting group here. So it was formed uh, in 1994, and one of its key people allegedly was Tom Woods. Tom Woods, as you most of you ought to know, if you roll in libertarian circles, is um, is a great libertarian thinker, an author, published author, and uh, a podcaster, and also a professor, uh, PhD. Very intelligent man. I enjoy a lot of uh, a lot of his content. I think that he, I was surprised to find out about this. I wasn't aware that there was any kind of controversy. So, um, and there's also a Thomas Fleming, uh, who are both traditional Catholics. But the organization that is the League of the South um, wants to create. Now, this is allegedly, of course, because we have to consider the source material with here saying that they want to create a white Protestant Christian nation. I don't know how that works well for traditional Catholics. Again, this is what the information we're able to glean here. Okay, so uh, in 2001, the organization. Uh, Ask Congress to pay $5 billion in reparations for property taken or destroyed by Union forces during the Civil War. So for those of you who are not familiar with the history, there was something called Sherman's March to the Sea, which is still quite infamous to this day, uh, where there was just a, you know, the sacking of Atlanta. There were, uh, you know, Sherman marched all the way to Savannah, Georgia, leaving a wake of destruction behind him. By the way, the two most successful generals from the Union in the Civil War came from Ohio. Um, uh, Grant, who later became president of the United States, and of course, uh, Sherman, who was also from Ohio. So there's our, you know, there's Ohio's contribution uh, to uh, history there. Um, not, not the best look anyway, destroying uh, everything in your path. Uh, but uh, that includes the reparations for the loss of property. And unfortunately, from what I understand, that includes slaves. 
Um, compensation for losing slaves, not, in my opinion, the best look that you want to put forward. If you're trying to get people to listen to what you're trying to say, most people don't think even casual racists are like eh, owning people is not a good thing. But um, that's anyway what they were asking for. Uh, they all their proposal included um, reparations to African-Americans, quote, due to supposed negative effects on their ancestors by the ending of slavery. Some of these folks advocate for the opinion that the uh, African-Americans were treated okay as slaves in the South. I, I being, you know, shackled and, you know, being uh, bound into slavery doesn't sound even on a nice day to be a good day at all. Uh, again, just my opinion. Maybe you disagree. And if you do, well, okay, whatever. So there's that uh, to look at as well. So they uh, promote uh, a confederation of independent and sovereign states uh, within this confederate um of the you know the former southern states. So you know you know who the usual suspects are. South Carolina is number one, of course. Yeah. Um, in S the SPLC in 2017 found that they were creating a paramilitary group um, or defense force to fight the leftist menace um, that is going after Christian civilization. Okay, great. Uh, they were, uh, some of these folks were at the Unite the Right rally, which those of you, again, if you haven't been living under a rock, that was a really ugly one. That was a very ugly event in more ways than one. Again, I don't know if, if people are okay with this, I don't know what to tell you, but in the United States of America, when I see people marching with swastika flags in an American city, there's just something about that. I do, I'm not saying that you don't have the right to do that. You, you do have the right to do that. But uh, to me, that's just an unsavory look. You might want to mask a little bit more of your, you know, I don't know, national socialism, I guess. I don't know what an ugly look. I mean, you know, with the the murder of that lady that got run over, you know, I, I know her name was Heather. I forget her last name. Was it Heather Heyer? I think it, it might have so. been. Um, they, you know, she was she was killed there, and it was just an ugly mess. It was an ugly mess. Uh, it began the downfall of so many prominent at the time right wing talkers, mainly uh, My, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos and Gavin McInnes. It really started the end for them anyway. Um, it was just a bad look uh, to be involved there. Now, Tom Woods, maybe to some of you, it might be a surprise that Tom was involved here. So we're going to give you the lowdown on that information. Because, again, this was a surprise to, to myself because I would have never guessed that Tom Woods would have an affiliation with a group. But this was back in 1994, okay? So let's go through that, all right? Uh, Woods has argued that the league has changed its politics and was not racist or anti-Semitic in 1994. A 2005 article in Reason Magazine called out Woods for, backing, for, for his background in the neo-Confederate organization, stating his views meant he was not a libertarian. The author also noted his frequent writing in the group magazine, The Southern Patriot, up through 1997, and received a quote from Woods stating that he didn't disagree with most of the views he made in said publications. An article in the, in the same year by a member of the League of the South published in the American Conservative praised Woods's background in the group, his book, and the views expressed within, especially those concerning the Confederacy and how its defeat was, quote, the defining moment when the United States took its steps towards the abyss of the monstrous centralized state rootless society and decadent culture that we have today and quote in 2013 an article by the nonprofit political research associates which studies right-wing supremacists and extremist groups noted that woods was a frequent speaker at neo-confederate events throughout the 1990s and since then along with contributing to the american secession project started in 2000 the author notes that a 1997 article written by Woods in the neo-Confederate Southern Partisan magazine, that's a hell of a name, Southern Partisan, okay, uh, magazine had him include 
in the author byline that he was, quote, a founding member of the League of the South, quote. An article from 2014 in Alan Key's Renew America organization criticized Woods for his secessionist libertarianism and his ongoing involvement with members of the white supremacist League of the South, though pointed out that it was likely he was naive in his viewpoints, but not racist. Woods uh, condemned, uh, contended, excuse me, in 2018 that the League was founded as a decentralist organization then later took a dramatic and vicious turn towards racism and anti-Semitism. Wood argue, Woods argued, excuse me, quote, to show that the organization has undergone a dramatic change, I don't exactly need to hire a private detective. The League's president himself wrote of having made a conscious change to the League such that we have radicalized by openly and directly addressing the uh, N-word question and the Jew question, end quote. Here is expressed admission of what was already obvious to anyone of goodwill. This is not the league that Jeffrey Tucker and I joined in 1994. Anyone who says otherwise has no idea what he's talking about, okay? This is this, in fact, is why all the PhDs present at the league's founding, including one of the world's top David Hume scholars, by all accounts, are long gone, even as the Southern Poverty Law Center now concedes. In an interview with Reason TV's Matt Welch, Wood stated, anyone who knows or listens to me knows I would not be involved with anything sinister. The problem is, is I will not apologize because the group I joined were a bunch of nerdy academics like me, and there was nothing wrong with that group. I could save myself an enormous amount of grief if I would apologize, but I will not apologize for this because I am sick and tired of cowards who give in to this type of pressure. Okay. Um, I'm willing to believe, not only believe, I do believe what Tom Woods is saying. Oh, I don't 100, think Tom Woods. 100%. Yeah. I, he is not a bad person at all. Yeah. Not at all. And I do, I do believe what he's saying. Um, whether or not it was wise to go about that i i get what he's saying i understand what he's saying tom has never just like sal has never once advocated for people to be thrown into chains we even talked about that when he was on our show we started the conversation by the way we all think slavery is really bad and nobody likes it okay it's awful um tom woods is again you know i'm gonna believe what he says okay i'm gonna believe I, I, Anybody who's listened to him really should come to that conclusion. You can come to your own conclusion. But like Christopher and I, I've listened to Tom plenty of times. And uh, I've, I've, listened, I've watched his speeches. I've listened to his podcast. He's a really smart individual. And I don't believe him to be a racist or an anti-Semite of any not, stripe. Not in the slightest. I, I listen to his podcast almost on the daily. He, yeah, that's... That would be the last thing I would think of Tom Woods. <clears throat> yeah, and I feel the same way. So um, I know that a lot of times these are scalps for individuals looking to get scalps to go after somebody. And Tom is successful. He does have a business that he has started. He's a highly educated individual. He does well with podcasting, published author. He has a like, I get why somebody would go after Tom um, again. I un the problem is, is I don't know if anybody can pull this off, but any association with the Confederacy, no matter how you try to change the paint, is always going to have that 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 dirty moniker next on it. Like it's never going to go away. It's it's almost you can't rehabilitate it. No matter how many times the argument be made in one way or the other, you know, no matter how much you know, uh, you know, I guess empirical evidence that you could provide, anything associated with the Confederate States of America for most people is going to be tarnished okay because the first thing they're going to think of is human beings enslaved that's what they're going to think of it's just that's that's what it is you know you could talk about decentralization you could talk about states rights versus federal supremacy none of those arguments are invalid but the one overlying thing that we're looking at here is that you have a bunch of of, of states that were like fuck you we're, you know, we're not going to put up with this bullshit because our entire economy is based on human beings working for free. It's kind of hard to get away from that. You know what I mean? Do I think that slavery would have gone away one way or the other? Yeah, I think so. I, I do. I mean, it, it was evident that even, you know, was it Brazil 
was it that in 1888 they, they were like one of the last actors to uh, abolish slavery and by the way according to um scholars today right now there are more people enslaved today than there uh, were enslaved in the eight uh, in the uh, 19th century excuse me so today right now which you know if you look at libya for example uh, we came, we saw he died, uh, Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein Obama's operation. As a result of their um, intervention into Libya, we have open slave markets that are, that, that are taking place in Libya. Not a good look. Uh, a lot of terrible things still happening. But again, I mean, if you guys have a, an alternative opinion, I'm more than happy to listen to. And again, I'm not, bes- I'm, I'm not attempting to besmirch anybody, but I really feel that almost like anything that CSA is going to be toxic from the touch. It's just for most people, it's going to be toxic immediately. And that could be because, you know, like a lot of folks are like, well, it wasn't about slavery. Like, yeah, but to your audience, it's going to be. It, it's just we can't. That's I'm sorry. That's I, I, again, what does Sun Tzu say? If a battle cannot be won, don't fight it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of where we're at with that one. But um, that is one. Um, now, I guess you could say that is gravitated towards racist groups. Here's another one for you, folks. Here's another one. You know, maybe uh, you haven't heard of this. So with, uh, you know, African-American folk in mind, you have a lot of folks here who are the descendants of individuals who were brought here um, in chains um, as slaves. And as a result of this, uh, you have folks that, um, you know, want uh, to kind of separate from, you know, the group as well. They don't want to be affiliated. Um, And in this case, what we're talking about here. Uh, is the Republic of New Africa, which is a black nationalist movement. Um, We kind of hear about black power here and there, um, especially with uh, the BLM stuff that was going on. I think that sometimes both of those are mutually exclusive. I think the black power movement has a little bit more credence, at least, um, simply because of the folks that, you know, I guess I either may have started or, you know, are at the forefront of it. Like, for example, Malcolm X. Malcolm X is going to come up in this conversation a little bit. Malcolm X is my favorite civil rights leader of that era, period. Because while Dr. King, I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but he wanted to turn the other cheek and be nice to people who treated him like shit, Malcolm X saw people, you know, getting uh, dogs and fire hoses unleashed on them. And he was like, you know what? Fuck this bullshit. We need to arm up and protect ourselves from people who want to harm us. I'm kind of more in um malcolm x's corner not kind of i i completely am it's it's just how i roll uh i I, that picture in life magazine with the mini 14 looking out the window i think it's classic um if you've read any of his uh speeches or listened to any of his speeches he's an extremely articulate very intelligent individual and one of the things i like about malcolm x too is like when he went on there's this thing that muslim folk go on it's called the hajj which is a pilgrimage to uh mecca medina if you are financially able to do so and when he went he met uh muslims that um that were that had blonde hair and blue eyes and that was kind of his way of like you know coming to the conclusion that you know this you know that his preconceived notions were challenged and that he changed his mind and that he started looking at everybody as brothers and sisters and i think that that that's i think that's pretty rad you know what i'm saying so has anybody heard of the Republic of New Africa? Nope. No? Where can I'm going to ask you this, Angel, since you go ahead and chimed in, Christopher could chime in too. Where do you think in, in the United States of America this uh, proposed uh, republic may be located? Um, Missouri? <laughs> just Missouri. <laughs> it's just like we're throwing a dart on the map. It's going to be kind of in the middle. Okay. You're thinking that's it, Missouri? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe other places too. Maybe other places too. You asked where it could be. It could be more than Missouri. I mean, I just picked the middle of the country. All right. What about you, Christopher? Where do you think that the Republic of New Africa perhaps might be located here in North America? It's a tough one. Georgia. Georgia? Okay. Christopher got one of the states right. Uh, It's multiple locations, okay? So it consists of Louisiana, 
Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. This is the proposed territory of New Africa. What? Yes. All stereotypical and everything? Well, that's what I mean, it's live. not just stereotypical, yeah. but it's also historically where Correct. the vast majority of African Americans have come from in this country. They've that's right. filtered out across the country, but that's the belt of yep. where where most of them originate from. So they're I know it's as just kooky that. as the idea sounds, or yeah. I'm assuming right. it's going to sound, because I'm sure you're going to explain it a little more. I sure uh, am. The, the locations 100% make sense. But it's so like. What? But, but it, I mean, you say stereotypical because I, I get where you're coming from. But like it's it's I mean, it, it's 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 the belt. We'll call it the black belt. It is it is okay. the black belt of America. Yeah, that's where African-American folk literally were and, you know, were kept against their will. Yeah, that's my whole point. Like they were kept there against their will. Mm -hmm. Like you'd think they want to like move someplace else. I don't know. I think it's hard to do that when you have family established. Yeah, I get it. Whatever. It's just kind of. Yeah, kind of boo. I mean, yeah. Should they have mentioned Hawaii? I think that'd be a great location (laughs) uh, to start my new country with some nice weather and, you know pork sandwiches or whatever they do what is it they do in hawaii spam they're big on spam that's right so as christopher said i'm going to get into the details of this separatist movement here in the u.s and they so this was the republic of new africa was basically established or founded the group was founded in 1968 um uh, some of the goals are as followed so to create a black majority independent nation consisting of the aforementioned states of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. And um, the federal government was to pay reparations in the billions of dollars to descendants of slaves, but also for suffering through the Jim Crow laws and modern forms of racism. So not only going back to historical um, events, but also contemporarily speaking, and uh, once again, I'm not saying that there is no cause there because uh, folks were treated really shitty for a very, very long time. There's no question about it. OK, um, I just don't have any money to give. So you got to talk to somebody else. I mean, you know, that's the hard part about all of this is I'd love for folks to get. I mean, th- like, I mean, how far are we going to go back here? You know what I mean? That's a tough one. And that money's going to come from the taxpayer. I mean, if people are pissed off about paying student loans off. I don't know how they're going to ever get this one through. You know what I mean? So, uh, and there was no choice behind this. You chose to take out a student loan. You didn't have a choice. You were getting on the boat, um, whether you liked it or not back in the day, unfortunately. So it was um, started by the Malcolm X Society in Detroit, home of RoboCop. That's right. Uh, Another uh, interesting uh, thing involving Detroit, uh, perhaps something more positive as opposed to the crime and abject poverty and um, all the horrible things associated with the... There is no Detroit, only whales, vagina. Only whales, vagina. Yes, Latin for trash. Um, I got Angel really good with that one. Like, I was like, did you know... I straight-faced it, too. I was like, did you know that uh, Detroit is Latin for trash? And I said, really? Are you fucking with me right now? And I'm smiling because i tried to hold it together because i had it sold and i totally screwed it up for myself Uh, i could have just if i thought of you know you know maggots covering a piece of cheese i would have been able to keep my mind straight but you know that's usually when i think of when i'm trying not to laugh is like maggots like cheese kasu marzu that's what you're thinking of yes Yes, that's and right. That's, that's the name of the cheese with the maggots in it. That's right. Yeah, thank you. It's, I told, That totally escaped me. So, yes, that's what I'm thinking. So, this group was founded in Detroit, Malcolm X Society, in 1968, uh, at the Black Government Conference. I didn't know that there was one, uh, but, again, this is an experience that we're learning together. We're learning together. Black Government Conference. Uh, they drafted a not only a constitution, but also they did a declaration of independence. I, I didn't have the time to find the text on it. Um, I, I guess we could find it and put it in the show notes if you're interested. Um, advocated for cooperative economics um, based on Eugena. It's spelled U 
J-A-N-A-A, which is a socialist system of economics. Now, <clears throat> you know, before I wasn't 100% sure, you know, what that meant as far as like, you know, what, what specifically, like what, what is this about? And it's from um, the Tanzanian president, Julius Nairi. Um, he was an anti-colonial activist, but also became president of uh, Tanzania, which is on the east coast of the African continent. Okay, so to give you an explanation of what that ideology is, allow me to go forth and tell you what it is. So it's socialist, and again, based on a social and economic development policy of in Tanzania after it gained independence from the UK in 1961. Uh, it um, means cooperative economics in uh, the sense that uh, people cooperating locally with each other to provide for the essentials of living and to build and maintain um, their own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. So it's a you know socialist, a collectivist uh, form. And I guess in a small scale, perhaps this again, maybe this works. So in 67, uh, this president published um, development blueprint called the uh, Arusha Declaration, which he pointed out the need for African model of development and that formed the basis of Ujama. I don't know, is it Ujama, 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 whatever, you know. It's Swahili means extended family, brotherhood, and it asserts that a person uh, becomes a person through the people or community. So you're getting these lowercase socialist vibes from this uh, particular ideology, right? Okay. The spirit of others or community brings units of families together and fostering cohesion, love, and service. Uh, this is where it gets a little bit, um, I, I don't know, it, I, it makes me a little nervous. So here we go. Here are some, um, you know, the management, political economic management through the following means. The creation of a one-party system. Okay, that's automatically a no-go for me. Um, under the leadership of the African National Union, alleged, alleging the need to solidify the cohesion of the newly independent Tanzania. So these are principles that would be applied to the Republic of New Africa uh, in the United States, okay? The institutionalization of social, economic, and political equality through the creation of central democracy, the abolition of discrimination based on ascribed status, and the nationalization of key sectors of the economy. So we've seen this before in other countries where certain elements of the economy are nationalized, meaning that they are owned by the state. Um, you know, the fostering of self-reliance through two dimensions, the transformation of economic and cultural attitudes. Economically, everyone would work for both the group and for him, himself or herself. And then culturally, folks must learn to free themselves from dependence on European powers. All right. And the implementation of free and compulsory education for all people in order to sensitize them to the principles of Ujamaa and the creation um, of, I guess, a new Africa rather than a tribal identity through means um, as such as the use of Swahili. Now, I don't have anything really on the language that folks plan to use in New Africa. My guess is going to be English. I would be hard for everybody to learn Swahili. I don't think that would be an easy task, especially for folks who don't have any, you know, understanding of the language to begin with. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's a couple of things that they were involved with. All right. So the organization was involved in several controversies. For example, it attempted to assist uh, Ocean Hill, Brownsville area in Brooklyn to secede from the United States during the 1968 conflict over control of public schools. Additionally, it was involved with shootouts at the New Bethel Baptist Church in 1969 during the one-year anniversary of the founding and another one in Jackson, Mississippi, going down to Jackson in Mississippi. Going to go comb your gonna hair. Going to comb your hair. What a great song. That's Johnny Cash, by the way. Um, and that was his wife, right, that was doing the song mm -hmm. with him. Yeah, I'm going to go mess around down to Jackson. Well, they weren't messing around down to Jackson. Um, in confrontations, law enforcement officials were killed and injured, and folks who were involved were prosecuted for said crime. So this isn't, uh, you know, this is a group that meant business. Um, I don't see any really contemporary movement right now. Um, 
they're still around, but they're not really like you don't hear about them that much. So that's another example. Um, again, I don't have several hours to go through every single one. We have to break them up into pieces. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, we can't. We don't have enough time to, you know, get into every single detail for all, all these groups. There is a website if you're interested in taking a look at uh, the Republic of New Africa. Uh, they still have a provisional government. You can contact them seven days a week if you're interested in chatting it up. Uh, it's P as in Peter, G as in go dot ministry information at gmail.com if you are interested in contacting somebody from the Republic of New Africa. Um, they've got, you know, a couple of publications, but a lot of these photographs are very are from the era that we were discussing. I don't see a lot of contemporary activity here again, um, but they're still around, you know, they're celebrating 55 years of the organization uh, being around. They have a New Africa Nation Day. Um, they celebrate it. Uh, that's, and you know, happy we are for them. It's this year, March 31st, through April 2nd. North Charleston Community Center in Charleston, South Carolina. If you are interested in going to that event, they are having one. I'm sure it'll be a great time, maybe a chance to learn. That's a little too far for me to drive, at least. I mean, I, if I'm going on vacation, I was talking to Jaron, by the way, and I was telling him that, um, and I told Angel this, that I would like to go with the wife down to the, um, uh, what is it, the, the St. Augustine Pirate Museum in Florida because I spend most of my time trying to find pirate stuff to do. Like they got pirate stuff in North Carolina to do. They got stuff down in Florida to do uh, with pirates. That's kind of my speed. I don't know if I'll be stopping by for New African National uh, Nation Day. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to make that stop, but I wish them well. I hope it goes well. And again, if you want to contact, again, they have a website. It's pg-rna.com. Um, if you're interested in checking it out further again, it doesn't seem to be like we have anything like really new happening right now. Not to say that there aren't people that are still involved. They just don't seem to be shooting it out with the cops and doing all that stuff anymore. So, um, and as far as the neo-confederates, we can confirm that those folks are still very active and still doing their thing as recently um, na uh, nationally, as far as the news is concerned in 2017 with um, the uh, rally for the right in um, in Charlottesville, that was um, that was a rough day. So those are the two that we're going to discuss today. And as usual, um, we want to bring you a little bit more of the same here. And um, now Angel sent this to me. Um, I didn't know John Kerry was still doing his thing. Uh, <laughs> now I, I haven't watched this speech, which I had meant to. Um, earlier and i didn't get a chance to okay. um but yeah i find it interesting i this was mentioned to me yeah. um via the work day today and i was like what no he didn't um so i googled it really quickly while we were doing the show because i was like oh yeah i forgot about that john Kerry talking about extraterrestrials and i don't know everything he said but you know this is a, a fox news article and I just skimmed it briefly and was like, okay, I think this is interesting. So, well, let's see what um, the former Secretary of State is up to. So, um, he's the current U.S. climate envoy, John Kerry, the Prince of Ketchup. Uh, his wife is he still married to the Heinz lady? Uh, I I think so. When we okay. did our famous Democrat That's, list, yeah, yeah, Teresa Heinz. Okay. Uh, turned heads with a speech at the annual World Economic Forum, a gathering of the supervillains of this planet, by the way, meeting in Davos, Switzerland, in which he called himself and his fellow attendees a select group with an almost extraterrestrial plan to save the planet. Did John Kerry perhaps walk or row his ass over there? Did he sail? No. Did he fly commercially? Commercially, excuse me. I doubt it. I'm sure Mr. Kerry flew there in a private jet. I mean, but they, they want to ban gas ovens. They take the luxuries of all that's afforded to them. Bless them. And I'm glad somebody does. Um, yeah, but your gas oven is the problem, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, critics reacting to clips of Kerry's address called it 
uh, hypercritical and delusional. Kerry gave his remarks before the WEF guest Tuesday, speaking in grandiose terms about their plan to save the planet from climate change, which he literally described as out of this world. Okay. He began by first acknowledging his Davos colleagues as an exclusive group made up of people who have been uniquely inspired to solve the climate crisis. Quote, when you start to think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives, probably from a Sicaria Catholic priest, are able to sit in a room and come together and actually talk about saving the planet, end quote, he said. I mean, there's all, there's, it's so ex, almost extraterrestrial to think about saving the planet, he added. If you say that to most people, most people think you're just crazy, tree-hugging, lefty liberal, you know, do-gooder or whatever, and there's no relationship. But really, that's, why, that's where we are. Um, <laughs> Canadian psychologist and anti-woke thinker Dr. Jordan Peterson asked Kerry over Twitter, who are you going to sacrifice to save the planet, John Kerry? And who do you th- and who do you think and how will you ensure that they have any say in this matter? Republican political strategist Jason D. Meister ripped what he called the hypocrisy of the select group, asking, ever wonder why global globalist elites like Barack Obama and John Kerry love spending millions on man on, on mansions on the seashore built within a few feet of sea level if they're so worried about climate change causing a melting of polar ice caps a dramatic rise in sea level now I understand that that's a uh, that's a gotcha from a right winger mm-hmm. I understand that but we've made that case on this show before have we not I mean yeah I mean, I mean they make a good point but I just don't think they're thinking about that at the time no I think you're right about that uh, but if I was concerned like for example they're like I'm just gonna give me this house on the sea because it's pretty right right no 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 I understand you know that I am not uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of alligators Okay. I don't like yeah. crocodilians. I don't like, like, I respect them, but I don't like them. I don't want anything to do with them. You see them eating dogs. They're crazy down there, right? They're having it out in Florida with the, with the snakes. There's a war going on between these two, and I don't want anything to do with it, right? But if I was so scared of crocodiles, why would I, like, you know, buy a house that's next to, I don't know, a a crocodile reserve or something like that it's almost the equivalent of that like you believe that the ocean levels are rising but your your ass is going to buy a house on martha's vineyard right next to the ocean like nothing bothers you you know what i mean like i if i was concerned about rising sea levels i would be in aspen you know in the mountain or on the mountain you know what i mean i i don't disagree but i like so here's the weird thing about rising sea levels and all of this other stuff combined now i don't i'm not like the authority on this i've briefly read many different topics mm-hmm. so in the past they have brought up um i remember reading an article in regards to the elast elasticity of the ocean floor meaning it's not solid okay so think about like when you um put water in a balloon Mm -hmm. and you're filling up the balloon and the water collects and and the balloon expands. And if you're holding it, it kind of sags. What they're suggesting is the ocean floor also does a sagging thing where it collects, like the water kind of collects and then like it, you know, raises or uh, decompresses based upon the amount of weight Mm -hmm. and water distribution and they're not even really sure how water distribution works across the board as far as like um ground water tables and things like that because there's like this transitioning of water going from one side to another side okay and different areas like i said i'm not an expert i read briefly on it but it's it's a topic to be explored as far as like rising waters sea level things like that so it's more complicated than okay the ice melts and the sea level rises like the they're you know theorizing that there's a sagging effect with the ocean floor like it's not as solid as what you think it is it's more like flexible yeah i've I've never heard that before um that's um don't know though 
I'm I just I read it in an article. Okay. Well, no, no, that's uh, again, I find that to be very interesting. But you know, I, you take everything with a grain of salt when someone who's a political enemy says certain things towards um, uh, the former Secretary of State. <laughs> but um, at the same time, there's I I said that before. We've said that on the show before. If you're concerned about sea levels rising to the point where I thought, like Al Gore told us in 2000, I thought that the East Coast was supposed to be underwater by this point in time, in this point in history. Yet that guy is still around. Yeah, it's it's like religion, right? Like the people who predicted Christ to return, like the uh, the Seventh Day Adventists. And no offense to anybody who belongs to that organization, but let's take a look at something real quick, okay? So how this started was the Seventh Day Adventists. Uh, the guy Miller, uh, I forget his first name. His last name was Miller. I know it's pretty generic. He had this special calculation that he did uh, using um, theological mathematics. Wild, right? theology and mathematics mixed together and um he came up with the certain date that christ was going to return to earth for the second coming and the judgment of mankind people sold their possessions their property they were getting ready they were like look jesus is going to be here this is going to be great we're out of here right you follow me so far yeah. okay that date obviously came and went obviously as many have he was like, oh, no, 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 I, I got it wrong. He's, he's fumbling around. He's getting uh, his abacus out. You know, he's, he's like, no, 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 it's this date. So he did it again. And he got it wrong again. Well, guess what? I feel like Tiger King. Well, guess what, motherfucker? Um, there are still, I believe, over two and a half, three million members of the Seventh-day Adventist Church now. Uh, still to this day, I don't know what the, their theology is based on. I thought the whole idea was they're getting out of here on the magic spaceship because Christ was returning and they got the math wrong. Like after the first time you sold everything, you don't even have a donkey to pull the cart. And this guy, like he was probably running the business that was buying everybody's shit. <laughs> like, Watch this. I'm going to get myself a little bit of money here. I'm going to get myself some equipment. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how it happened, but again, the there are suckers born every minute yeah and there are people who listen to this windbag uh who flies on like that's my biggest thing like if you're going to be an environmentalist right could you practice what you preach but, for christ i mean sake? if you're going to be an environmentalist why talk about shit you have no idea what you're spouting why don't you yep. as john Kerry, say yeah you invited me to speak here but I really would like you to listen to this, you know, uh, five minute speech. And it's not all encompassing of, of this young person's research. But here, mm -hmm. this is what's going on in climate science. And this is what we're finding out. And this is what's going to save us. Not this fucking weirdo yep. off planet fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So again, I, I, yeah. <laughs> John Kerry, I, I was tired of him in 2004. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Uh, the, the most important election of our lifetime in 2004, uh, this has been going on for forever, Yeah. where John Kerry would get up there and he would say, I have a plan and never elucidate on what that plan was. He had a plan. The fact that the man couldn't beat George W. Bush in that election who was running two fucking wars at the same time one of them had nothing to do with 9-11 whatsoever in iraq and still manages to lose that election is beyond me like i mean truly beyond me like it was and the funny thing is if you look it up i believe they're cousins they're distant cousins they both went to yale they both were skull and bones guys so again, this is all professional wrestling. They're going to tell you about the environment, how terrible it is, and how you need to pay more taxes and give up your stove. And this guy's going to fly private, okay? While he has, you know, food flown in from wherever and eating lobster while you're, you know, just you know, counting change uh, or making you know life decisions at the gas station. Let's say, you know what I mean? That's um, the, you know, the 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 plight of the working class. So, um, Substack.com journalist. Itania Hecht 
remarked, these people take themselves way too seriously. And I agree with you, Madam uh, Hecht. Businessman and conservative Tim Atchison called Kerry's words liberal delusions of grandeur. Oh, that's clever. Conservative author Doug Powers ripped Kerry and his colleagues writing, Kerry's select group of human beings are psychotic, delusional, narcissistic, Marxist hypocrites trying to get richer by making everybody else more miserable. Okay. Here's the problem I have with that. The over-prescription of calling someone a Marxist every single time. They're out there, okay? John Kerry is not a Marxist. One of my biggest beefs I have with people, people call Barack Obama a communist. Motherfucker, we talked about this on the show before. That dude is a corporatist, a hardcore corporatist. These people are not Marxist, okay? They're authoritarians, but they're not Marxist, believe me. Uh, they, they like money, and they, they like money a lot. And they like big business a lot. They talk out of both sides of their mouth. Like I said, he's talking about the climate while flying on a private jet. Kind of, that's the kind of hypocrisy that we're talking about. Let's focus on the task at hand here. So what else do we have going on here? So John Kerry, um, you know, being a, a nut bar, talking about the, a select group. That's interesting. This is something I bring you more of the same. Um, this should be a little bit more impactful for everybody. The dollar is at a seven-month seven month low, um, and uh, the Fed is uh, expected, um, you know, a rate, uh, rate rise as the expectations slide. So this is the article that we're talking about. The dollar touched the seven-month low on Wednesday, reserving a trend that dominated much of 2022 as lower expectations of sharp Federal Reserve rates uh, rise eased pressure on global markets. Uh, the fall in U.S. currency, one of the steepest since the aftermath of the global financial crisis, came as U.S. retail figures showed a 1.1% uh, year-on-year-on drop in sales in December, a bigger-than-expected fall that highlighted continuing weakness in the United States economy. The trend has been very much in favor of dollar weakness, so it doesn't take much to push it further in that direction, said Alan Ruskin, head of the G10FX strategy at Deutsche Bank. Any minor macro information can sway the dollar. Expectations about the Fed's future actions are influential in currency trading since higher interest rates drive up yields on U.S. debt, attracting foreign inflows that boost the dollar. Okay. The dollar index measuring the currency against a basket of its peers has fallen 10.7% since September, the fastest rate of decline since 2009. Data released on Wednesday also showed a 0.5% month-on-month decline in wholesale prices, the sixth consecutive fall, further boosting hopes that the pressure on the Fed to raise rates is relenting. U.S. consumer inflation has fallen consistently for five months. The, United, the trade in the U.S. currency became known as king dollars. It rose on the back of big Fed rate raises last year. The recent data have bolstered market expectations, uh, bolstered market expectations uh, that borrowing costs will not rise much further in 2023. The Fed has already pivoted from a 0.75% point to zero. 0.5 point increases and increasingly expected to shift to 0.25 increments. We currently have traders putting a 5% chance on a 0.5 percentage point increase uh, at the next Fed meeting. It is not often you get that kind of certainty, said Al, Ed Al Husseini, a strategist at Columbia Threadneedle. The Fed uh, next meets on February the 1st. The fall in U.S. currency has taken the dollar index from over 114 points in September to 101.53 by mid-morning on Wednesday in New York. Its lowest point since May 31st. However, the dollar recovered to 102.4 in midday trading after Fed officials warned against expecting rates to fall soon. Sliding dollar has boosted uh, emerging market stocks with MSCI's EM index rising 7% this year, compared with the fall of 22% in 2022. The group's debt and currencies have also rebounded this year. So, um, uh, you know, more of the same, interesting. Uh, I don't know. They say inflation is falling. Anybody been to the grocery store lately? Um, I know the memes are floating around social media about eggs. 
eggs are preposterously expensive now. I should have frozen ones that I found at Aldi back in 2019 that were what, 49 cents a dozen. Now they're what, $4, uh, uh, $4 and some change. Yeah. Depending upon you can, you can find it, you know, sometimes for three, for a dozen, $3. For That's a, a lot of money for eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, it, it, everything's expensive. Everything's going up in cost. Um, yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah, it's not easy to be the working class right now. So, uh, and a lot not like it ever is. But um, when folks are, you know, I mean, talk about a real pain. Like I know that Joe gets on um, Twitter and talks about the lowering of gas prices. I just filled up the tank the other day. It still cost me forty two dollars. Still cost me forty two dollars. Mm-hmm. I have a four cylinder car. With a twelve, uh, with a twelve-gallon gas tank, it costs a lot of money. You know, gas is not is not cheap. There's no, I don't know what the plan is. It's yeah, it's not good. No, it's not good. And again, you factor in the gas price with the cost of living. With I mean, how much rent is right now? Uh, you know, everything is expensive, but yet you know, and your dollar's weaker. It's just, um, I don't know. It's uh, not easy out there. Um, but that's uh, that's all we have as far as, uh, again, want to do a separatist uh, show once again, give you a little sprinkling of more of the same, but also JT Parr and Chad Kroger bringing you the good news with Meghan Markle at the beginning of the it's show. It's pretty funny. Um, these folks are heroes. Again, I'm going to try to get them on so that we can, uh, you know, chat with them about, um, you know, how they, I hope they terrorize the LA City Council. They deserve it um but uh do you have anything angel before we wrap up nope just visit bitch you to watch videos all right christopher my friend do you have anything else before we wrap up nope all right well ladies and gentlemen that concludes this episode stay tuned once again we'll probably be talking about separatists here once again pretty soon we're working our way through the U.S. and day, eventually we're going to make our way down to Mexico, which, contrary to popular belief, yes, is in fact part of North America. All right, there is no such thing as Central America. That's a region, not a continent. Anyway, um, I'd like to thank our patrons. Bless you for your support of the show. But I also like to thank our sponsors: GorisNexus.com, Vandalay Industries, I Paint Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents. Ray Faba Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling very weird and puts our logo right on that jersey. Love to see it. Uh, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, now is the time to talk about an impending holiday that's going to be a big deal for a lot of you, okay? For me personally, my wife goes out and gets Reese Cup Hearts, um, the big ones that give you diabetes in one shot, you know, the 1200 calorie one, you got to break it up. If you eat it all at one time, you will not feel good. Um, that initial sugar rush and the peanut butter goodness will wear it's off too much. It's too much. You got to break it up. Um, but some of you are going to be looking to go out there, get in a dating game, maybe, maybe go out with your, uh, with your special someone, or if you listen to the B side, if you've got to train a special someone's, or if you're sharing your special someone with somebody with their consent, listen, this is a big deal coming up. A lot of people get engaged, uh, believe it or not, on Valentine's Day. A lot of people are very sad, sulking because they lost somebody and they don't have anybody to spend their Valentine's Day with. Listen, for those of you in the sulk category, for those of you in the single person category, please understand that you're doing yourself no favors by using detergent as a soap. Okay, the largest organ you have, of course, is your skin. Take good care of your skin and you increase your chances tenfold by finding somebody special. If you smell good and you're out there out on the town, putting it out, you know, getting the lines out there. And if somebody gets close to you and they take a whiff of that beautiful gay soap from Akron Apothecary from our friend Todd, they're going to be like, this individual is serious about their personal hygiene. Yes, you are. You want to be that special someone who really cares about their personal hygiene, fresh breath, fresh crotch, fresh dung ditch, fat folds, under boob sweat, get rid of that shit. This is medicine for your body. Todd's gay soap is going to take care of you. And for those of you who have a special someone 
or someone's, depending on your lifestyle, guess what? Nobody's going to want to jump in the sack with you and run a train on your girlfriend if you smell like shit and so does she. So do yourself a favor. Todd's Gay Soap is for all the people. Gay, straight, trans, we don't give a fuck. It's everybody needs to smell good to make for a better planet. Please take care of yourself with Todd's Gay Soap. Stay fresh and clean for Valentine's Day because Todd's Gay Soap is... So for that fucking ass that booty hole. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have this week. Don't forget to bit shoot. If you feel like um, throwing us uh, some of your support, please do so on the Patreon. We're on there. Don't forget to check out the Substack. Brian wrote a blog post. Uh, he is still out and about. Check it out. Um, it's a Substack. You just search use guys and you'll find us. Um, there should be an archive there as well. And uh, our regular website is useguyspod.com. Check out all that shit. Throw us a couple of likes on the bit shoot if you have time. Give us a nice review on iTunes or whatever the hell it is you use to listen to this episode or watch it. We appreciate the support very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. If there's a specific separatist group you want to hear about in this series, please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know what that might be. And again, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. And we'll catch you on the next installment. Take care. Bye.